All right, all right, all right. Divisional playoff weekend. Let's go! You Spectre sound recover. ridiculous. Spectre Recover. I'm producer Micah. This is Brad Key. Fuck you. I am I am ridiculous. Let's go. What's up, producer Micah? What's the good? The best football weekend of the whole fucking year. Let's go. I, I love your energy. Yeah, buddy. Let's talk about it. If you're uh, just joining us this week, we re- if you want to hear what we thought about last week's games, including the national championship, you can go back and listen to our Tuesday episode. Uh, but here we are. Backdoor cover. Let's talk about the divisional playoff. The divisional uh, playoff weekend. The best weekend of pro football of the entire year. It's scheduled so perfectly. It's going to be a couple awesome. games Saturday, a couple games Sunday. Uh, they're spread out really nicely. Looking forward to it. It's beautiful. Yeah. All right, we'll start with uh, some news. There's a bunch of new coaches in the NFL. We'll go one by one. We'll kind of shoot through them. Adam Gase, who was the Miami Dolphins head coach, is now the Jets, the coach of the New York Jets. He's 23 and 25 and five and three years in Miami. 23 and 25, but he did beat the Jets five out of six times. Uh, apparently, he's bringing his Miami offensive staff with him, which doesn't exactly inspire me, considering their offense wasn't exactly a juggernaut, but. There we are. Yeah. Am I remembering correctly that he came from the Falcons and he was like yes. the head offensive coordinator that led them to the Super Bowl when they melted down? Like That's right. Yeah. So he's like an offensive guru. Uh, it's pretty fucking hard to get your offense rolling when Tannehill and whoever else you roll out there under the field is kind of calling the shots. So I don't know. I still think Adam Gase has got a, a lot of talent and then he's got a super good quarterback, young quarterback that he can go up there and kind of coach up. Um, I think it's a great hire for the Jets. What okay. do you think? I, I don't know. He doesn't really inspire me very much, but we will see. Yeah, but you're a hater. Cliff, KK, Cliff Kingsbury to the Cardinals. Uh, he's the first NFL coach hired straight from college since 2014, which I was surprised by. That's a, that's five years ago. Uh, he went 19-35 and 35 in Big 12 games while the coach at Texas Tech. Uh, you have any thoughts on KK before we get to some other stuff? <laughs> he may be the first coach hired straight out of college since 2014 he's got to be the only coach ever hired straight out of college from like a middle tier program Who just got fired that just a, got fired from poor like performance um it is a really he's remarkable been, like he's been his name has been in the mix all year long though because of how how much people are putting into like spread offense um like because he's considered like an offensive kind of guru mind like he's he's become more and more of a commodity in the nfl so um it's interesting. I, I've I have no idea what to think. Where are you at on it? Uh, it's weird. Everybody says, "Oh, he he uh, coached up Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes," but he didn't win a lot of games with either of those two guys. Like Mahomes is the greatest player in the history of football right now. He ran off Baker. He they Baker transferred while he was there. Yeah, well, because he had Mahomes yeah. sitting there. I think he he knew he made a good. He didn't run off Baker actually. The, they had a nice parting. Uh, right, that was, a, and he was I actually was, very classy about that. I see what you're saying. Yes, but more you put it better than I did. But, but he did like he Baker didn't win a lot of games him. with Patrick Mahomes, uh, which is weird. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, if this is what it takes to get Mike Leach's offense like full time in the NFL, I'm for it because that's that's where we are. Uh, he also had historically terrible defenses every year at Tech, so unless he gets a serious defensive coordinator, they're in big trouble. But that being said, they've got some, I like defensive KK. Ta- uh, some talent on the defensive side of the ball. Um, even though they were, t- the Cardinals were trash this year. But yeah. I mean, they have some good players. They do have the first pick in the draft, and uh, there's of course a clip that popped up of him saying he would take Kyler Murray with the number one pick. 
last year when he was coaching against him at Oklahoma, but that's a whole other story. I can't imagine they're going to draft another quarterback since they have Josh Rosen. Uh, apparently, KK is dating Fox Sports host Holly Saunders, who uh, uh, I think was on the Golf Network. It's like that's a golfer, right. yeah, a golf channel, and now uh, hosts that ridiculous show with Skip Bayless and uh, Shannon Sharp. What a fucking nightmare that would be! Yeah, that job must suck. Let so me just bad. say, uh, Daddy like Holly Saunders. Yeah, she's real pretty, quite attractive. Uh, apparently, she is still married to Eric Casillas. Have you heard that name in a long time? I I don't think I've ever heard that name. Who is he? This? Was a guy who was like on ESPN for a while, and then he bragged about being Mensa, being a Mensa member, which is like a club for people with super high IQs. And he was just like a real sleazy asshole. Apparently, in the ESPN book, he he told some unnamed uh, female reporter that he wanted to fuck her, and he yelled it like drunk or something. Uh, he sucks. How the mighty have uh, he fallen. He always angered me. And now he's getting cut. And then by he went Cliff to NBC. He went to like NBC Sports or something, and uh, just like uh, apparently, he also cheated on his wife, the super hot Holly Saunders, who's now thirty one. So they've been married for a while. God, I just I with uh with uh. Uh, what's the chick's name? Stefania Bell, who's a chick on the fantasy football show on ESPN, who is not as attractive. Uh, this guy sucks. Now, I, I did some research. He's doing a local radio in Orlando. He probably has a smaller audience than we do. So, fuck that guy. Now he's getting cucked by KK. So. Yeah, time to move on. This we put too much time into a personality tough from break local for you, Miami. Cassilius, you fucking prick. I don't know why I hate the guy, but I've always did. And it makes me happy to see him failing. All right, let's uh, continue on. <laughs> Man, I'm a bitter fucking dude today. Uh, Browns. Cleveland hires their interim offensive coordinator, Freddie Kitchens. Uh, most of America said, who the fuck is this guy? Including me. Uh, there's a fantastic clip making the rounds on social media of Baker calling him idiot, an idiot, of which I'm going to play right now. You're going to go four wide, all right? Come here. Hell yeah, put him up there. Hell yeah. Guy's an idiot. To this clip on uh, the Instagram on at Backdoor Cover Podcast, so you can see it. But it's funnier. The audio is pretty funnier. He's sort of like Freddie Kitchens. Sort of sounds like Stone Cold Steve Austin in the clip. Oh, here we go, boy. Yeah, he sounds like a major redneck. And then Baker just turns to the guy sitting next to him and goes, it, "Like, here, let me actually." Freddie Kitchens comes up and grabs Baker Mayfield's like beard and says, "Like, well, we're gonna throw a deep boy," and. <laughs> And uh, he walks away, and Baker just turns to whoever the guy sitting next to him is and goes, that guy's an idiot. Yeah, he's kind of like showing him some bro love, and, and Baker wasn't having it. It's a great clip. Freddie so Kitchen th- sounds like a guy. That guy's now the uh... head coach. You would just think that the Browns have been so historically bad the last two, three. Like, they were better in the second half of the year, but they still, last year, two years ago, they won zero games. Like, they should have no one around. Uh, Freddie play- Kitchens had never been an offensive coordinator before the last eight games of the year. Now he's the head coach. Well, they finished up the the season under him with some pretty well, successful stuff. Well, it was under Greg stuff. Williams. I don't know. I mean, they it was better, and apparently they the guy must be smart. So, uh, but it seems less than inspiring to me. But mm-hmm. who, who, what do I know? Freddie Kitchens sounds like a dude who could make like a mean like ribs, barbecue ribs or something. Yeah, Freddie, like old Freddie Kitchens over there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Broncos have hired the Bears defense coordinator Vic Fangio. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, the ba- I know very little about this guy. And the Bears had a historically good off uh, defense this year, so they he got swooped up. Broncos needed to hire a defensive guy for a change. I think that's probably pretty smart. Gary Kubiak is reportedly considering coming out of retirement to help with the offense, be it as an offense coordinator or some sort of other thing. That sounds like a good thing. Gary Kubiak knows how to run an offense, so. 
I think that's a good hire. You have any thoughts on some dude you never heard of? Not really. I, th I think the Broncos aren't far off from being relevant again. I think they've got tons of talent, and I think with um, a few kind of tweaks to what they're doing and maybe picking up like a, a more reliable quarterback, like something that they can grow into. Yeah, that division's pretty tough right now. The Chiefs are good, and they're young, Jesus. and they're going to be good for a while. What and a LA, nightmare that division The Chargers look good. I mean, Oakland sucks, so that's two wins. If, you, if you're just decent, you can win two games Except right there. Except for they have like half of the first round of the NFL draft this year coming up. So. Oakland also doesn't know where they're going to play next year, which is hilarious to me. Um, that's a whole other story. The Packers hired Titans offensive coordinator Matt LaFleur. He was the offensive coordinator for the Rams in 2017 to help turn uh, Jared Goff and that offense into to something pretty good. Um, but the Titans weren't very good this season. Granted, they were dealing with a lot of injuries, especially quarterback. Uh, this is a less than inspiring hire. I he would was say. the OC when uh, the first year that their current head coach is in, right? Yes. It wasn't. Yeah, okay. It wasn't under the mustache guy who ran. No, that. it was under McVeigh. Okay. Allegedly, McVeigh called all the plays, so it makes you wonder. About who am I thinking of? Got the mustache. Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher. I'm, I'm using yeah, just descriptors here. I don't know. All seven names. and nine. His all seven and nine ass. Uh, yeah, Matt Lafleur. There's a there's a guy. Who, I guess he's the. I guess that's who you're handing the second half of Aaron Rodgers' career to, a guy named Matt Lafleur. Maybe it'll work. Maybe not. I, mm. I know nothing. Uh, the Bucks hired Bruce Arians, who we like. Yeah, I like Bruce Arians. I like Bruce Arians. A very likable guy. Apparently, him and Jameis go back to like middle school when Jameis Winston like came to Bruce Arians' camp, and they've known each other a long time. He is a big Jameis Winston supporter, so it's an all or nothing kind of deal. Uh, Bruce Arians, although used to be really good like on PTI and, and was engaging and likable, and I watched uh, the All or Nothing show where they it's basically like Hard Knocks for a whole season yeah. that they did on Amazon about the Cardinals, and he's very compelling and likable. Um, but he was not very good calling games uh, this year on CBS with Greg Gumbel. Uh, he's also 66, so he's sneaky old. Uh, Winston has one year left on his deal. So to me, it's like if things go well, and Jameis has a good year, then this is a good hire. If things don't go well and Jameis doesn't have a good year, then you get rid of Jameis and you probably get rid of the coach and you just move on. So it's a like potentially this could be very good if they if he fixes him and the, they seem to be a team that has talent uh, in a division that you know other than the Saints wasn't very wasn't very tough this year. I don't know. It's just uh, that that one. Seems like he could be the most likely of these guys to be fired after a year. If I'm Bruce Arians, the first thing I do is I sit down with Jameis and look him in the eye and I say, "Don't fuck up, don't fuck up, not this year." Yeah, yeah. Just try, Stay out try, of to, Ubers, be, try to be, try to be people That's allegedly. Just don't be a fucking shit. Just sit in your home and just play football and and let's focus here and let's get you a contract. But I mean, and if let's they go six and games. ten, they're both out. Right. Maybe I mean that is that enough? What do they? What do they? I mean, Winston only out? has one year left, so it's like if yeah. he does good, then they'll re-sign him. If they don't, you move on. You draft a new quarterback, and then you fucking fire Bruce Arians and bring in somebody else. I don't know. It just seems weird. Other uh, NFL-related news: uh, Oakland A's, the Oakland A's, who drafted Kyler Murray in the first round of the baseball draft, now expect him to declare for the NFL draft. No one has ever been a first-round pick in football and baseball. Did you know that? I didn't know that. That's interesting. Uh, if are and you then, sure about that? Yep. 100%. Wasn't Charlie Ward really? Oh, that's basketball, though. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Now I'm with you. Uh, if he, the interesting thing here is, if he's a first round pick or an early, very early second round pick, 
he'll actually make more guaranteed money in football than he would in baseball because everybody talked about how he got this big signing bonus. I think it was $4.7 million or $4.6 million for baseball. But if he's a first-round pick, he'll be guaranteed more than – or might be $6 million. I don't know. It was a big number for an average person. But if you're an NFL quarterback, you can make more money than that. Any other position, you play baseball, I guess. But if he's a first-round pick – so it becomes interesting. If nobody takes him in the first round – if you take him in like the mid or late second round, he's going to get more money playing baseball, so he might just not show up for you. So you're wasting a draft pick. Mm. Bo Jackson was drafted in the second round out of high school in the 1982 Yankee. Yeah. That was the only one I was like, there's no way Bo. Yeah, I was thinking Bo too. Yeah. Uh, Mike McCarthy, the former coach of the Packers, says he only applied for the Jets job. He said it would be New York or bust, and he won't be in football next year. He said he'll be locked and loaded ready for next season, the next season. I don't know why. I just really hate Mike McCarthy. Fuck that guy. Really? Yeah, I don't feel one way or the other about him. Okay, um, but good for you. You're you're I'm, hating I'm, today. I'm firing. Uh, Jerry Jones, another guy that I fucking hate, bought <laughs> a 250 million dollar super yacht that is as big as a football field. The boat has a full size gym, a spa, two helipads, uh, including one that Jerry can use for his eight million dollar helicopter, which he uses to get to work sometimes when traffic is too bad in Dallas. It also has storage for smaller boats and various water toys like jet skis. The boat can accommodate up to 14 guests plus a crew of 30. With inflation, Jerry actually paid more for the boat than he did for the Cowboys in 1989. Jesus. Do you have any thoughts on this? I, what do you do with that boat? That like, sounds like a bad investment. How much does it cost to upkeep something like oh, that? Oh, holy shit. Jesus. I mean, Have you ever watched the show Below Deck on Bravo? No. It's uh, sneaky good. I've, I've seen like clips for it. I don't think it's ever going to happen for me. I, it's the one that my girlfriend has wrote me into in the in the Bravo landscape. You know, women like these these fucking stupid Bravo shows, yeah, including yeah. like you know Real Housewives and all the other trash that's out there. Vanderpump. Mm -hmm. uh, I I will I refuse to even watch one minute of any of that bullshit. But I got roped into watching Below Deck. Yeah, and it's a pretty good show. So I know this girl that went on Yacht Week a couple years ago, and the guy who's on the show, the captain, was her captain. Mm. And the whole time they were going around, he was like, "Don't leave the boat." Be back by this time if you leave the boat. And they were drunk and not listening to him. And he thought they were going to be... Uh, he basically hated them the whole time. He was like concerned they were going to be uh, kidnapped and, and taken. So, Well, shouts to Captain Lee. Yeah. He's out there listening. Um, he's a personal favorite of mine. Get it, Captain. You know, Captain Lee doesn't sleep easy when he has morons drunk on his boat. But you can sleep easy. You know how, Brad? How? If you buy a fucking Lisa mattress. Mm. Resolve to get rest this year. A quality night's sleep helps you recover from distractions faster, prevents burnout make better decisions, and improves your memory. And you'll overall just make fewer mistakes. It's not marketing, it's science. To design a better mattress, Lisa leveraged 30-plus years of experience and hundreds of hours of testing to develop the perfect mattress for all body shapes and sleeping science uh, styles. Lisa's mission is to provide a better night's sleep for everybody. Through their 110 program, they donate one mattress for every 10 they sell. It's more than 31,000 mattresses and counting. Lisa strives to make the world better than they found it. That doesn't stop with mattress donations. Together with the Arbor Day Foundation, Lisa plants a tree for every mattress they sell. Start 2019 well-rested. Here's the good part. Save 160 bucks right now on a Lisa mattress when you go to lisa.com slash BDC. Use promo code BDC at checkout. That's Lisa, L-E-E-S-A dot com slash BDC, like backdoor cover, promo code BDC. All right, let's get to the fucking games. What do you say? Let's go. The reason we're here. Yeah. Game one, the the uh, 
Indianapolis Colts visit the Kansas City Chiefs 435 Eastern time. The Chiefs are a six and a half point favorite at home at Arrowhead. Uh, the over-under is 57 and a half. The weather, the forecast could be key here. Variable clouds with snow showers. Temps nearly steady in the mid-30s. Winds uh, about 5 to 10 miles per hour. 60% chance of snow. Snow accumulations less than one inch. I guess with the with the temps in the mid-30s, that's that's about right. Uh, this should be fun. I like Everyone likes snow football. You like snow football? Yeah, for sure. The question is, does this hurt? Like the Chiefs, you'd think the home team gets an advantage in bad weather. Uh, but the Chiefs throw the ball so much, and they're out their best running back. This might actually hurt them. Yeah, and then Marlon Mack's been amazing. Yeah, uh, that I saw Indy this, team uh, is. They have re. They've they've fixed their offensive line, and they they will run over you. So listen to this. Since running back Marlon Mack became healthy in Week Six, the Colts are ten and two straight up, and are averaging twenty eight points per game compared to twenty three point six points per game in the five weeks prior. So they started the season off one and five, and then they've reeled off basically 10 straight wins there's one loss in there but the the offense is a night and day difference with a healthy mac in the in the lineup and on the other side of the ball the chiefs got all sorts of question marks on the on the running back side so yeah i'm with you man that, that sounds like a, a recipe for disaster for yeah uh, Kansas you know City. I, I mean the chiefs really are built around speed more than anything else on offense too uh and and that's something that kind of gets slowed down in the snow, you'd think. I mean, their X factor is Mahomes. And if if it's cold and rainy and windy, like if it's stuff that's going to affect the passing game. Uh, you know, he did play in Lubbock, so he knows how to play, play in the wind, I guess. Damn. That place is flat and cold and windy. Yeah. I, I don't know. Apparently, my friends in Kansas City are telling me that the forecast is changing like by the hour. So who knows? But weather likely to be at least effective. Um the Chiefs haven't won a, pl- a home playoff game since 1993. That's so surprising. That's more than 25 years. Uh, Pat Mahomes said he doesn't care about that because he's only 23. Good point. Which is crazy to think that this guy's only 23. But still. Um, Arrowhead's supposed to be like one of the hardest places to play. So you would think just that they had would have a, a lot of nut-crushing post- games. Yeah, postseason record, but not so much. Uh, so what and, do you think here? What What uh, happens? I, I personally, I'll start. Yeah, go ahead. I think the six and a half n- number is too big with as hot as Indy's playing. I don't think any team right now should be a six and a half point favorite against Indy. I guess if you say home field advantage worth three or maybe three and a half in the playoffs, you're saying the Chiefs are three points better than Indy. But Indy looks like a fucking juggernaut to me. I don't know. Um, and the, the number 57 and a half, that's very weather contingent. This could be 35-32 pretty easily, I think. Yeah. This could be 42-32. So I put money on Kansas City last night, and the, the line was uh, minus five. So, so the money seems shifted. to be shifting towards the yeah, Chiefs. Yeah, it's, it's, there's been a huh. big shift uh, since. But um, yeah, six and a half is a lot, man. I, f- I felt good about five, but six and a half is pretty steep. And the Colts are so, they're like on such a streak at this point. Uh, I'm going to ride with the Chiefs anyways. I think that they break that home streak and of playoff losses, and I think Arrowhead, uh, that crowd kind of propels them um, to a win. So I'm, I've got Chiefs, minus 6.5. I'm going to take uh, Indy. Although my money is on Chiefs minus 5, which I feel much better about. Okay. I'm going to take Indy and the over. Ooh, the over. That's interesting. I mean, Indy looked so sharp last week against, uh, against the Texans. Yeah. And... 
that Houston defense is a lot better than the Kansas City defense. This well, the Chiefs seems, defense. I mean, sucks. even even in bad weather, this seems like a, a a big shootout to me. Yeah, definitely. So I'm on the over. Do you like the over there? Mm, fifty-seven the, and a half is a pretty big number. Cold and wet and snowy makes me concerned about a fifty-seven yeah, and a half might, over. But uh, fair, you know. Other than that, but I mean, so we're split if, on this. If one. it was good weather, I'd be on the over. Yeah, yeah, and we'll see. That's something to monitor because apparently these forecasts are changing all the time. Uh, my my group chat with Kansas City people are just they're mad at the me- uh, meteorologist, which is a weird thing to be. They're mad, mad at. at the world, man. Yeah, that's true. Uh, shouts to them. They know who they are. All right, uh, game two. This is uh, eight fifteen Eastern. The Saturday night game. Cowboys at Rams. Rams are a seven-point favorite at home. The over/under is forty-nine and a half. Uh, game played at the Coliseum. Weather isn't going to be an issue here. Partly cloudy, followed by cloudy skies. Low around fifty. Light winds. So perfect weather. Southern Shocker. California, pretty much. Yeah, what we're looking for. Um, Cowboys run the football. We all know that. And the Rams are currently last in the league against the run, giving up more than five yards. How carry. the hell is that possible? They've got two monster defensive linemen, uh, probably the best in the league in Aaron Donald, and then probably the nastiest Sue, in the yeah. league in Nandamakong Sue. Step on your crotch if you get under. I don't know. You know, I, they were ahead. Is it a linebacker problem, or like where is this? Where is the leak here? Like, how are they so bad at run defense when they've got that kind of talent? It's a good question. Um, the, as we has been talked about a lot, there will be lots of Cowboys fans in L.A. I would not be surprised if this is 60-40 Rams fans or even 50-50 Cowboys fans. I bet there's so many Cowboy fans walking around in L.A. right now. Oh, my God. They'll be wearing jerseys. So there's not going to be a whole lot of home field advantage. I think we can agree on that. Uh, and the weather's good. Here's I, I don't know what's going to happen here. Of course I'm taking the Cowboys because we them boys. But... If you like the Cowboys, the move here is to par- to parlay the Cowboys money line and the under. Because for the Cowboys to win, they have to execute the strategy that they pulled off last week, which is just run the fucking ball all the time, make the game short, and just shorten the game and score touchdowns in the red zone. And if they do that, which they did last week, they can win this football game. I think that you're And exactly if they win right, the man. football game, the only way they're winning the game is a 21-17 game and you're you're beating you know even uh, 21-17 21-14 that's how you win this game and that's that's you're going to be comfortably on the under if they show up with the same kind of effort on the on the def- run defensive side um Gurley's playing like basically on one leg at this point so that's kind of expected in a couple weeks so i mean you got to think he's as healthy as he's going to be reports are that he's not he's not healthy or he's not 100% but um who knows how accurate those are but i mean even if he's not if you even if he's like 70 or 80 percent like still uh the cowboys have been playing such good run defense it, it just bodes very well for them um considering that's like their most x-factor player on the on the offensive side yeah. of the ball and cowboys then like there's a whole is, is there's a good. whole season of tape now basically on jared goff like i think some of their production earlier in the season was still he was new and being felt out and like i think that you can prepare for that on tape um so I don't know, yeah. My I'm, concern as a Cowboys fan is that the Rams come out, they've had two weeks to, and really three weeks to kind of scheme for this because they right. didn't really play a meaningful game in 17. Uh, well, I guess they did, but they had it won by halftime. They just come out and they run a few trick plays, they come out with some new looks, and they come up and they jump up 14 nothing, and the Cowboys are fucked. And then Dak throws a pick, and this this has 
this has boat race of all of the games this weekend i think this one has the most boat race potential to be over by the end of the first quarter and you're saying that on in favor of la in the ramp yeah mm. yeah the rams come out hot they get the ball they score they get a they get a stop they they run they come out in formation the cowboys haven't seen all season like that's the kind of shit that that these bet the the highest level coaches do. Vandersquish isn't gonna let that happen. I mean, the Cowboys defense does look really good, but that's that's the concern, obviously. Um, all right, I'm on the Cowboys. Me too. And, I mean, I think you sprinkle. I think you sprinkle the the money line here. I don't know. I don't have it pulled up, but there's value there. Um, yeah. With the, with the and and I think you take the Cowboys. You sprinkle the money line and you take the under. I mean, it's just a it's a big spread. Like seven points is a lot, and I think the Cowboys' defense is playing good enough to keep it within that. Uh, I mean, to me, if if you think there's a three point home field advantage, you can eliminate that. So I think the Cowboys are. It's really a four point. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, I I think seven is is too much. I don't think I think they're, I think the Rams are four points better than the Cowboys. Although, like I said, this one could get ugly early, and this isn't this is one where you might want to bet live. Because uh, if the Rams look good early, just hammer the Rams. It doesn't matter the line because the Cowboys aren't coming back in this game. If fucking Cooper Cup comes out there and starts ripping them up, that's when you know you're in trouble. All right, Getting so you're on by the, white receivers. We're both on the, the Cowboys here. Yeah, yeah. Let's okay. go. All right, good. All right, guess what time it is? What time? It's time for Micah's Beef of the Week, not yet sponsored by Omaha Steaks. Scratch the check. Today's Beef of the Week is the 100% all-beef hot dogs at Costco. Go on. That's pretty much it. That's the whole thing? Last weekend, Brad and I uh, played some golf. We had a great time, and I, we played at a golf course, Gray Rock, which is near a Costco. I am a Costco member. And uh, I was like, oh, we're getting a hot dog. No, you were hyping these hot dogs for like a good month in advance. So, Well, because I had had one the weekend before, and I was like, oh, we're going to get a hot dog. And, and Brad's like, how good can these hot dogs really be? He talked about hot dogs the whole damn day. It was hard to even think about my golf swing. We're going to Costco to try a $1.50 hot dog. I don't know what's what's coming here, but uh, I was impressed. I, I was uh, surprised by the quality of a $1.50 hot dog from Costco. Thank you. This wasn't something I knew about and they're until, big. I, until I became a Costco member myself. Costco, it's... Uh, you know, it's like Sam's Club for those of you out there that aren't familiar with it. You're probably in your 20s and you're like, why the fuck would I care about this? Let me tell you why you should care about this. Because of this fifty hot dog. Mike is a deal seeker, too. Oh, boy. So Costco has kept the price of a hot dog and a soda a buck fifty for more than three decades. And they make a one. They make a 100% beef hot dog. It's more than a quarter pound. It's fucking huge. It's on a nice bun. They've got a nice little like relish, mustard, ketchup, Falls onion dog. thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's being... Uh, BDN. This is uh, not caliber. an ad, by the way. This is completely. No. This is Micah being genuine. He uh, loves this these is my, my hot dogs all beef his... beef of the week. Uh, go get a hot dog. I know there are people out there that are listening to this. I I will never go back to Costco without getting a dog before or after my shopping experience. I felt terrible after eating it. I didn't go. eat anything else the rest oh, of the night. It's because I ate that slice of pizza with it. You oh, you got are the not slice supposed of pizza to do too. pizza yeah, and a, a giant hot dog is not a good idea. They have a food court. In every uh, Costco, and it's like something straight out of the '80s. It's pretty depressing. And Brad got a giant slice of pizza for two dollars as well. I'm like, I'm not eating that, but he did. It was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. the The other thing about the Costco hot dog is it is very the court, food court is extremely depressing. I could, I like, I'm never going to Costco and not gain a hot dog now because they're they're fucking delicious and it's a great deal. 
But that being said, I'm not going to Costco by myself. I'm going to drag my girlfriend or Brad or someone there because the people that are eating in the Costco food court by themselves are the single most depressing group of people I've ever seen. It's like a socioeconomic melting pot. And like, it's there's, true. There's like Teslas and shit in the parking lot. And then there's cars that like have flat tires and windows busted out the back. And there's like probably 20 pregnant ladies walking by. And then you see like a guy with one pants leg rolled down, homeless looking, eating a hot dog and the thing. It is bizarre, but the <laughs> hot dogs are fucking good. I yeah. will give you that. It's a good hot dog. It's all beef. So shout out to Costco. Uh, we will happily accept a, a check from them as well. And that was Micah's Beef of the Week. Not yet brought to you by Omaha That State. was a good one, buddy. Thank you. Uh, shout out to Costco Nation. If you if you enjoy Costco Dog this weekend, send Brad and I a pick at Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram or hit me on Snapchat at MicahTX. I will post it on our story. All uh, Costco Dog Eaters stand up. All right, on to the Sunday games. Let's go. Chargers at Pats, 105 Eastern. The Patriots are a four-point favorite at home. 47.5 is the over-under. The weather, cloudy with partial sunshine expected late. High of 29. Burn. Winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. So it's going to be cold. I don't think there's any uh, any snow in the forecast, but cold. Especially a team from L.A. going um, playing in the cold that's not used to playing <laughs> in those conditions. And the the Chargers won on the East Coast last week, flew all the way home, and now they're back again. Yeah, that so that's a lot of travel. Tough. And then the most important uh, stat to me: the Patriots don't lose this game. They are a an amazing eleven and one at home in the divisional round under Bill Belichick, which is fucking amazing. One that they've played twelve of these games at home, and that two that they're eleven and one. This just isn't a game they lose. Uh, I'm surprised this line is only four points. Brad, what do you think? So uh, the Chargers have played in the month of December. They played at Pittsburgh, one in the cold. Um, we've got at Kansas City, December 13th. That's cold, and they won. And they won last week versus the Ravens. So like they've shown an ability to travel to cold places and win on the road. So that, I don't think the weather is as much of a factor or – a benefit to the Patriots as it would seem. Cause like you look at it initially and you're like people from Southern California are going to freeze their ass off, but they've kind of proven that they can play in the cold. So that part doesn't really concern me. The back-to-back -back travel from East to West coast, uh, two weeks in a row is concerning. And then the game kicks off at one, uh, Eastern. So what is that? Like 9am, uh, West coast time. Like, I don't know. There's yeah, something just, like that. Time zones are hard. Yeah, that shit's tough. But uh, yeah, there's just there's some things that are working against the Chargers. But I like the Chargers in this this spot right now, um, and I'm looking forward to this game too. I, I think it should be really interesting. Um, what do you think? Where, where are you sitting? I, this just feels like the game the Patriots win. Fuck the Patriots. And. I, I'm surprised, like I said, they're only a four-point favorite, which if you give them a three-point advantage at home, you're saying the Patriots are only one point better than the, the Chargers on a neutral field. Chargers are playing great football. Uh, the Chargers and and the Colts, the, the two underdogs in these in these uh, the AFC games are both live teams. Both, I mean, all four of the teams in the AFC can obviously play and win the Super Bowl, I think. Uh, which I'm not sure we can say about all the teams in the NFC. The Chargers are 12 and four on the year, man. Like they're good. It, it's yeah, it's and kind they're of playing like well. A, I I just 
I think going back to back two weeks in a row, I think the weather, I think all the factors and Tom Brady, I just, I, I, I you can't bet against the Patriots here. You want to kill yourself. I'm betting against when they them. put up that stat at the end of the game in the fourth quarter with two minutes left when they're taking a knee and say they're 12 and one at home in divisional round games. You'll want to kill yourself if you took if you were on the Chargers. So I mean, I guess you could say you think it's a field goal game, but the Chargers again. You get to that. Chargers had a terrible kicking game, and the Patriots have had an excellent kicking game. So if you think it's a field goal game and you're banking on that, then you're kind of fucked there too. I, I don't like know. Uh, I like Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa to get pressure on Tom Brady, and I think that's like the key recipe for being able to kind of like offset the New England like rhythm and their offense. And once you kind of get them going in that direction, uh, New England's run defense is pretty shoddy. Um, I I like uh, Melvin Gordon, the other Melvin. Uh, to have a pretty good game here, uh, especially if it's cold and, and slick out, if there's ice or whatever. Uh, I don't know. I think the Chargers are really fucking good, and I think the Patriots aren't that fucking good. I think they play in a shitty division, and I think that while they're well-coached, I think they don't match up uh, talent-wise, nor do they have like the, the roster that the Chargers do. Um I'm ready for Philip Rivers to get over the hump and have some good playoff success too. So, all right, I like the uh, I like the Chargers here, and I'm especially if they've got some got points. Um, I'm going to ride with them. I'm pretty sure here. Okay, I'm on the paths, but I I like your reasoning. I think it's all true. Mm. I, I just I still don't like Philip Rivers either. I don't I don't root for him, uh, but it's hard to root for Bill Belichick and that team too. All right, back to uh, the last game of the week. Another good one. This one, I mean, all of these are good games. Great game. This one. This one's pretty sexy, though. Eagles defending Super Bowl champions at Saints at 4.40 p.m. Eastern time uh, in New Orleans. Saints are a 7.5-point favorite. The over-under is 51 here. Uh, of course, it's indoors. This is uh, Nick Foles, Big Dick Nick versus Drew Brees, two quarterbacks that, of course, went to Brad's high school, Westlake, oh, uh, yeah. 10 years apart. Apparently, they played each other in a, in a playoff game five years ago. That was the first time this happened. Well, I was unaware. He must and now they're back again. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure by now everybody's heard about Sean Payton's stunt that he pulled yesterday on Wednesday, which is hilarious. I'm going to read you some things here. Uh, <laughs> Sean Payton brought three armed guards, a stack of more than $200,000 in cash, the Vince Lombardi trophy, and a Super Bowl ring into a team meeting room on Monday to give his players added motivation. Uh, his running back, uh, Ingram, said, that's definitely motivating. Of course, everybody's playing to be champions, but that trophy, that bread, all that's on the line. It's just another little way to get us going. I told him, I want my presentation to look just like that. I want him to come to my house, Lombardi, the glass box of cash, my ring, all that, armed guards. I want that same presentation. I don't want no direct deposits coming from the playoffs. I want all my cash coming to the crib looking just like they had it the other day. That was nice. Fuck direct deposit. I want that, I want I want that, that glass cash. box of cash. Give me that bread. Apparently, uh, Peyton pulled this same stunt in 2009. Uh, but only three Saints remain on that team from there, and they won the Super Bowl. Perfect. So, so nobody, I, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, I love this. Is great. This. Every apparently every NFL player, if you win the Super Bowl, gets a two hundred and one thousand dollar bonus. Why is it one two hundred and one? Uh, that's just what's what it is. Mm. Uh, I think NFL players make less for playoff games than they do for the regular season. Um, but that's a whole other story. I, I love this. I'm all in on this stunt. Uh, does Nick Foles and the same Eagles team with the same quarterback that won the Super Bowl a year ago have a chance in New Orleans? Hmm. What do you think? 
I think I keep saying that the the run ends now. Although I think I was on the Eagles last week. Um, we no, I was because the spread was too big. We were on them against I, the Bears. I feel but... like the, and seven and a half gives you that half point where if it's a field if it's a touchdown game. Um, I just like the Saints here. I think this is the Saints year. This run this season feels like two thousand nine. Uh, they've got it going. They've got lots of weapons. This could be. This could be a potential boat race game, I think. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I I don't. It's think hard so. to give more than a touchdown in any playoff game, especially against the defending Super Bowl champs. Uh, the Eagles were the biggest underdog last week. They're the biggest underdog this week. They know this role, so I I this this one seems like a stay away from me. But I think if I were just to bet the money line, I'd be on the Saints. But I don't think I can. I don't think I can give seven and a half. The over under of fifty one. Uh, that's an interesting number. I, I think I like the over there. This one feels 28-21 at minimum, maybe 35-28. In week 11, they played in... Or it Saints. could be 35-14, and then you then you lose. I, the I don't Saints know. boat raced them in week 11, 48-7. Um, but it's kind of... The, obviously, it's a, it's a totally different team now. Um that defense, the defense has really been a game changer too for the for the Eagles. Um, I think that basically that side of the ball is is what's going to keep this game close. I think Foles continues to play pretty well and move the ball. Um, I think they keep it close. I think the Saints win, but uh, that's a lot of points, man. And that's a lot, especially against the one of the hottest teams in the NFL and in, in the yeah. Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, and like then the, the Superdome is impossible to play in though. So yeah, like, that's, that's, that's another play. thing. I like the Saints. I feel like this is one where they come out after two weeks off and Sean Payton comes off with some trick plays and they come out fast. Yeah. That's that's what I would an- anticipate here. But the Eagles aren't, you know, they're not a team that's going to panic and quit. And I mean, Sean And Payton's they are, they can throw the football and they can, they're a team that can come back where yeah. the Cowboys can't. I, I would hate to give Sean Payton that much time to prepare and like come up with trick plays and all this shit. Like he's, he's really a really good coach. And I think that, that could be a, a difference maker as well that they had last week off and they've been kind of putting new wrinkles into their offense and doing like basically two weeks of prep work when everybody else is playing. So I think I'm riding with the uh, the Saints, even though I was just talking up the Eagles. Yeah, I think I'm back. Gun to my head, I'm on the Saints too. Let's do it. Um, Consensus pick seven and a half. But I don't feel good about it. This yeah. is this is the the game I feel less least confident about all weekend. Uh, all right. Well, there it is. That's exciting. We will be back next week uh, with uh, championship pick playoff weekend picks. Wait, one second. 51's the over-under on that game? Yeah. That seems pretty low. It does to me, too. I think both teams will score. Especially if you're on the Saints. Yeah. I mean, this could be a game where the Saints put... I, I mean, I, if they're going to cover seven and a half. If the Saints win this game, yeah. they score 35 points. Huh. Okay. Yeah, sorry to, sorry to pull no, you no out problem. of your, your I mean, 35-28, con- but... and you're way on the over. And if the, the Saints score 31, the over's going to hit. Or 35, the over's going to hit. I just, I don't know. I mean, I mean the Saints betting, put up 48 in week 11. Best case, you're betting like Eagles 27-28, and that still hits the over. Or Eagles 20. I mean, if you are if you love the Eagles and you think they're going to win the game, they win the game 21-20, and then you push. So may, I think the over may be the best play here. Yeah, actually. me too. I mean, I feel better about that than a 7 and I a do too. All right, we're, we're big on the over then. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it. Okay, back to your closing remarks. We'll be watching. Uh, everybody follow us on uh, social media at 
Backdoor Cover Pod on uh, Instagram, at Backdoor Cover on Twitter, uh, at Power Plant Picks. I will be picking these games uh, in my electric manner at some point this weekend. Uh, you will get those, these picks again. Things may change. We don't know the weather report. Make sure you check with at Power Plant Picks. And, of course, I am Team Followback. Uh, you can follow me personally at Michael Weiner, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R. If you're not following Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram, you should because we're going to post this video of Baker Mayfield, which you're going to want to see. Brad, where can people see uh, follow you? Bradley B. Key on Instagram. Bradley Key on Twitter. Um, it's going to be a great weekend, man. That's Tons it. Of good yeah, matchups. and depending on what happens, we'll we'll certainly be back, be back once next week, maybe twice, depending on uh, how these games turn out. Um, that's it, and that's all. In the yeah. words of uh, our president, mm, bye-bye.